and we empower ourselves to be able to recognize that fear is not our enemy, right? That fear actually is our greatest teacher and getting ourselves in that uncomfortable, that's where we can start breaking the chain. Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Brotherhood of Fatherhood. And I have with me today an awesome guy who I met a while back and it's taken us a while to connect, but I'm really excited that we are recording today. His name is Joel Cochran. He's the owner of Proclivity. Uh, He's a life coach and he has uh, a lot of experience in this area. He has experience in health and fitness as a coach, as well as his life coach business. before we get to that, I want to just put a quick shout out about our event coming up in September. That's September of 2022. It's over the uh, 9-11 weekend. It's going to be in Montana. It's called the Big Event Montana. This is something I need men to put on their calendar and make sure you get to. We're going to be doing some tactical and strategic shooting practice. We're going to do, be doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We're going to be eating a lot of really amazing man food. We have a chef coming with us, an actual fitness chef coming with us to cook. We're going to be doing a Memorial Day rock. We're going to have a ridiculously cool speakers, including Rob Wolf, uh, Dr. Jason Piccolo, Angelo Cisco. It's going to be off the... I think it's an old school saying, but it's me off the hook. So check out the big event, Montana. The website is brotherhood, fatherhood slash events. It's that simple. There's no of in brotherhood. So brotherhood, fatherhood slash or.com slash events. Check that out. We're only selling 40 spots and we've, we're already selling them. And the only thing I've done is set it on the podcast. So make sure you go in, reserve your spot. We have payment options, but we want to see you there in September and the Kalispell area of Montana, which is beautiful. Welcome to the show, Joel. I, I'm in. Sign me <laughs> up. Dad, are you kidding me? I like, know, right? That's it. That's incredible tactical shooting. And I'm just like an imagining like this like lodge and like whiskey and the right, that big fireplace and and like right on, right on a lake. We have a big old outdoor fire on. pit on a lake on a huge lawn. Um and uh the speakers are going to be, some of them are going to be speaking right out there on the lake. It's fire, fireside talks. Uh, Rob Wolf's going to share some entrepreneurial journey, journey stuff. Jason yeah. Piccolo, if you don't know jo- Dr. Jason Piccolo, he was the whistleblower during the Obama administration on some, um, some funny stuff going on on the border. And so oh, yeah. he's got a book. He's a, uh, he's a federal agent right now. He's, He's, he's a doctor. He's goes on court TV every week. Like this dude is legit. And he's going to come tell a story about, you know, doing the hard, right thing um, and making decisions that aren't always easy and going with them. The dude has massive podcasts and shows and it's, it's awesome. And then, you know, we've got the, the um, wizards like Angelo, Angelo yeah. and I, I built it around what I wanted to do. I want to, I want to get better at shooting guns. And we have this guy that uh, just got back from 
Jeez, I can't even think of the country that's at war. <laughs> he, he's you, Ukraine. Ukraine. He's he was mm-hmm. over in Ukraine training missionaries how to protect themselves, and that's what he does wow. for a living. So he goes in other areas and he trains missionaries how to um, de- de-escalate, and then if he, they have to use. Uh, you know, weapons or whatever. He trains them how to do that. That is his job. And he's going to set up a actual obstacle course for us. Um, it's including all the gun rentals. So we'll have ARs and handguns and he's going to just, it's like five hours of training. It's going to be so epic. And then we've got, um, uh, if you, if you know, you know, obviously Rob Wolf and yeah. then um, Andy Stump, we, they, they're basically, you know, huge guys in their fields, but we're going to their Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, gym, and we're going to have different seminars based on I've done none in my life. And then we have black belts coming. So we're going to have like half a day of that. Like I built it around what I wanted to do. Right. So yeah, it's going to be a blast. Uh, and it's just going to be really good time. We got some incredible sponsors, but this isn't about my show. It's about dudes doing stuff. And, you know, we're going to talk about your story um, and kind of some relevant stuff that's gone on in your life. And I think it's going to rent it. Uh, it's going to really resonate with quite a few men who listen to this podcast. So tell us yeah. a little bit about Joel. Well, I'm born and raised here in Reno, Nevada. And, you know, what's interesting that I found out, um, and this has popped up a couple different times. Have you ever been to Nevada? Yes. Okay. Have you ever been to a Basque restaurant? No. Majority of people, even people who have lived here, have not been to a Basque restaurant. Now, Basque restaurants are only in Nevada, some in like Utah, um, a little bit in uh, Idaho. And so it is very unique. You know, people will come from like LA and it's like, oh, the food scene and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, have you had Basque food? The answer is no. And uh, Basque food um, is family style. They sit you down, right, with other people and they come over and they ask you what that you're basically your one ma- main that you want. Do you want steak? Do you want um, sweetbreads, which is the, the glands, right? Yeah. Um, of, of a lamb, uh, do you want lamb that, and then they start bringing out all this food, French fries and baked beans and salad, and they bring out cold red wine, right. And they start sitting out in front of you and you start getting to know the people to the left of you and the right of you. Right. And they put you on this super long table, right. You can fit 15, 20 people on this table. <laughs> and it's one of those experiences that if you're ever in Reno, Nevada, North, northeastern side of Nevada and Elko, or maybe Boise, some in Utah, seek out a Basque restaurant and go get the experience. And the reason I, the reason I'm telling you that is just the uniqueness of that in Reno. I, I just had that experience with some, some guys that we went to a, a whiskey bar here in uh, Midtown. And then I was asking them about Basque food and they'd like, no, nah, never had bass food. They've also never had a pecan. There's a drink specific, right? Called a pecan, P-I-C-O-N. And uh, that's also a drink that you're going to want to try if you go to a Basque restaurant. So anyways, born and raised here in Reno, Reno, Nevada. Um, I went to uh, the University of Nevada, graduated with a speech communications degree and a minor in community health science. 
I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do with that? And uh, then I ran into CrossFit and became a CrossFit coach, started a, a business uh, putting on CrossFit competitions. Uh, that was back in the like 2011, 12, when CrossFit gyms were teeny. And so we ended up buying this massive rogue rig that we could assemble in front of people's uh, um, gyms. And so we created this business and then we end up, it got bigger and bigger. And we end up putting a, the second largest payout in the country um, next to Granite Games of a $35,000 um, payout. And uh, that was that was looking all, all great and good until the numbers weren't making sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, that's when I pivoted, said, uh, I'd see you later to my partners, said, you guys can take this. And I uh, started um, a gym with uh, two brothers here in Reno, Nevada, uh, 15,000 square foot, massive CrossFit gym, super nice. And I helped uh, manage that gym and then manage, uh, open up a second facility about the same size. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit, that's when I pivoted and started my own business, went virtual. And from there, I went from more of the fitness side into the lifestyle side because i kept seeing the same revolving door i saw thousands and thousands of people come through the doors of of double edge because such a big facility yeah i'd see the same result and i'm like wait a second there's something here so i pulled out my shovel and started digging deeper and deeper and spent the next you know two years and thirty thousand dollars in paying a multitude of different coaches, including Angelo Cisco, yeah. um, to to help me dive deeper into the issues that um, that that men face, that women face when it comes to the identity that they create uh, and the identity that has been with them a little too long that isn't serving them anymore. So now, now my my main focus is being able to help um, hard charging. CEOs, um, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, men specifically, uh, let go of the old identity and move into uh, the, the identity that they truly want. This episode is brought to you by the men of Alpha Hippie. Alpha Hippie is the premier men's coaching company, helping the men of Brotherhood of Fatherhood step up and be the change they want for themselves and their families. Alpha Hippie is for any man who feels like he's struggling to take action in his life or like he's burned a few too many bridges on his rise to the top. If you're the type of guy who spends all his time reading self-help books, trying to meditate, or consuming endless self-improvement YouTube videos, but nothing is quite landing like you think it should, then Alpha Hippie is for you. If you feel stressed, depressed, stuck, lost, or like you're not living up to your full potential, then Alpha Hippie is the answer for you. In the Alpha Hippie program, you will destroy your limiting beliefs, regain control of your life, and start to live with inspiration and motivation. Alpha Hippie is not one of those sign up and forget about it programs. We all know about those. It's not just watching a bunch of videos from a 20-year-old life coach. It's a program built by men for men who are ready to make a change and delivered by men who've gone through this themselves. That is very important. We have lived in the trenches and understand what it takes to rise up and craft a life worth living. If you're ready to stop making excuses and invest for yourself, then head over to brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. Again, that's 
www.brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash alpha. I'm going to do a little plug here and I'm sorry, everybody, but I, I just have to, because I've gone through the process that Joel coaches. Um, and I know everybody has their own unique technique, but it was one of the key places for me to pivot and become more successful, like massively pivotal. And I know what you do. And I would say like the, the value of the type of coaching you do, people just don't get it. But then yeah. when they go through it, it's, it's ridiculously incredible. And the only reason I know is because I interviewed a guy named Mark England and, um, and then I kind of went through the process and, you know, I didn't do it for any reason other than to understand it. I wasn't going to coach it. I wasn't going to, but the change it made in my own life, I talk to people about it all the time. So I'm so excited you you do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because really already I'm resonating with your story a lot. Yeah. And I know a lot of people will. So, so you're doing this, co this coaching, you're really, mm -hmm. really transforming people from like reversing in their life and kind of bringing some things to light that definitely have maybe played a role um, in, in how they're playing out their own video of their life, but uh, really they can rewrite that and, oh, yeah. and their trajectory changes massively, especially if it's someone already experiencing success, the amount of like um, the, the just trajectory from there is limitless. Oh, completely limitless, you know, and to be able to get, <laughs> to be able to get these men, cause they come to me cause they're having external manifestations of internal trauma, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're, you know, blood pressures out there, blood works wacky, you know, that, oh, I'm just, you know, so fat in my midsection, so on and so forth. Yet it, it always comes back to the identity. How are you identifying with yourself? What is the thing that you've been repping out? your entire life. And is that because, you know, your dad threw, and this is a true story, uh, your dad threw a ball and you couldn't catch it. And he said, you're fucking worthless. And that stuck with him and said, okay, you know what, dad, I'll show you who's not worthless and became this high charge in CEO crushing it. But he still has the same story in his head because he's repeated his entire life. I'm worthless. And yeah. so he's chasing it knowing that he gets the success of financial or respect. But then when it goes back to being at home, he doesn't know how to be that man for his kids. He doesn't know how to be that husband for his wife. And that's where we start shaking things up. They come to me because they're like, I, I got this mid you know, section fat. And I'm like, yeah, tell me how your relationship is with your wife. <laughs> your it's kids. It's so amazing how those are so interlaced. And when I went through it, I, I had a great upbringing, like a, an amazing upbringing. And I know a lot of people don't relate with that. I've, I've found that that's not normal, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but there were experiences specifically for me in like middle school and elementary that I went back to. And, and I'm like, wow, the way that those have like inserted themselves into everything that has unfolded in my life when I pulled back that curtain and was able to identify that and change my really kind of the, some identity based on that and really kind of rework mm -hmm. like that and really uh, like take some, take some accountability for some things. And also, yes. but man, the, the, it's like 
it's like I was running. I was as as an entrepreneur, my brain working. I was running. I was sprinting. I was. I was yes. I'm. I'm always sprinting. But it was like, oh, I don't have to sprint in mud. Like, whoa, are you kidding me? I can, yes. I can run on hard ground. And that's really what it's been like. It's like uh, business has exploded. My personal re- relationships have exploded. My personal mind, the way that it works every single day has been unleashed. Mm. And I can learn at such a higher trajectory of speed. I can um, take on new tasks and new challenges you know, things hit me and yeah, they, they kind of get me. I mean, we were, I was struggling with some technological, technological yes, things here, right. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, even the old Scott would have been like, I got to reschedule. I can't, I can't do this, but yeah. you know, even though I muddled through it, it's still, I know where I was at before I kind of did this stuff and where I'm at now. And it's ridiculous. And I'm sure you see that with a lot of, a lot of men that you coach. Oh, massively massively you know the the curtain the curtain's taken away right they right they realize that wait a second if they've been looking over here and then they just pivot just a little bit because you know we know in 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 and maybe you don't maybe do right to the listeners when we're talking military terms and we're talking a mill right mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna launch you're gonna launch a grenade you're gonna send off a missile one mill extrapolated over a far distance could be a complete miss right i mean complete miss. miles off really miles off yeah. right right and that's all it takes really when it comes to creating a better identity with ourselves by being able to create better language internal language self-dialogue with ourselves it's just a shift a little pivot right and then it's repetition so I change the direction with just a little bit different words, right? Or language. And then I rep it out. Mm-hmm. And if I rep it out long enough, right? I point it in direction, repeat it long enough. I get to a completely different destination. And that's how it sounds too simple, but simple and easy are not the same thing. And being able to do that repetition when you want to fall back to the identity that you had before is the difficult part. Mm-hmm. It's not brain busting, right? You don't need to do these like crazy deep, like journal work, even though those, those things can be good. It really comes down to, Hey, when you miss the mark, what are you saying to yourself? You know, are you saying that you're the biggest piece of garbage or are you being able to go, Hey, I still move forward. Mm-hmm. I'll let that go. I move forward. Hey dads. I am so grateful that you've made it this far. If you are ready to pull the trigger, book a call with this link right below. If you're still with me, I want to introduce you to Angelo Sisso, our fatherhood mastery coach. Angelo has 10 years of experience coaching men, and we are really excited for him to bring the fatherhood mastery program to the brotherhood. He has developed a four-week intensive program that is going to teach you the foundational elements of mastering fatherhood. Angelo is here to tell you a little bit more about the program. Thank you, Scott. So our four-week fatherhood mastery program really begins with thinking about everything from the foundations, from the ground up. First, we're going to talk about physical mastery, then mental mastery, emotional mastery, and spiritual mastery. And we're going to focus on giving you guys the tools and practices to be your best self, best father, and best husband. Thanks, Angelo. Hey, guys, be the father that your family deserves. Click apply here below. And let's get this thing started. So good.
is so good. I think a lot of people don't understand the power because they, quite frankly, probably don't spend any time thinking about it and they need to be pigeonholed into like, you need to do this. You need to go through this process. You need someone to uncover, pull back the curtains a little bit. We're not talking about hoity-toity, weird, woo-woo yeah, stuff. Woo-woo stuff. <laughs> it's not woo-woo. I mean, I'd be the first one out the door. I'd be like, see, yeah. I'm not interested. It's not yeah, yeah, woo-woo. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. probably the hardest thing to, to explain is like, you can make a ton of advancements, pulling that curtain back a little bit, and it's just not woo-woo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before we started, you were talking about something that you've been through recently. So yeah. I, I always love when somebody talks about helping others, kind of uncovering some of the things that they personally have gone through or are going through, because I think that really forms, you know, how we can really serve other people is Mm -hmm. dealing with our own stuff. And you were talking about a relationship, some relationship things with your mom. So I'd love to love to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, there, there's been a lot of enlightenment, um, over the last two years, specifically through through the pandemic, but over a lifetime, right? You know, things don't happen just like that. It may feel like that when the moment comes, but it was many, many years of, of work and expansion and awareness to get to the point of, there it is. And growing up, my lineage with my father, the men in my lineage is very passive, not present. It's just what it was. My father, my grandfather, his grandfather, right? That lineage gets passed down. And at some point there has to be somebody who comes and goes, no, no longer will that be the case. And growing up, my dad worked two jobs. Um, He was he had a, an accounting business, and he also was a major D at, at one of the casinos here. So major D work starts at 3, 4 p.m. when it's dinner time. Well, it doesn't get done until midnight mm-hmm. where he has his counting job at 9 o'clock. So this guy's working 12 to 16 hours every day, right? And there would be times where I would be waiting as much as I could as a little kid to try to see my dad at midnight. You know, but falling asleep couldn't like couldn't stay up. And the the reason I bring that up is because I was raised mostly by my mom. She has a broken relationship with her father. Her father left. uh, Father left her mother when she was uh, four years old with three other brothers. He just picked up and left. She went to California. Bye started a whole new life. And her mother was now by herself and need to raise these boys. She got into a relationship that was abusive, alcohol. So then my mom saw abusive men, right? No present dad, abusive man, right? Could could have very well been uh, abusive to, to her in many different ways. And so here's this, this pattern that is being built. And that then leads to having two boys, right? And so if, if trauma hasn't been addressed, the lineage will continue to pass down. So my brother and I grew up with a dad that wasn't fully present, 
and mostly mostly passive. And my mom, who had a, a lot of trauma and very defensive when it came to men, even her own children. And so it wasn't abnormal for us growing up to have verbal and physical abuse or, hey, line up, right? I got hit with switches when I was young. Now it's your turn, right? Wooden paddles, when the wooden spoons would break, the metal ones would come out, right? And this is, we didn't know any different. This is just, okay, so you just get, you just get hit, you know? Um, and the verbal side was always the, the worst, you know, of not feeling enough and growing up, moving that into my relationships, I then had a lot of issues with my romantic relationships Mm. and that continued all the way until I found the girl of my dreams. This is it, right? She was, she was a little bit older than me, had two kids, wonderful kids, um, recently divorced. Uh, I had been doing a lot of internal and self-work. And so I came in going, ah, I'm going to be a superhero here. She's got out force, right? She needs a strong man and I'm going to be that strong man. And so I swooped in and uh, so it helped start raising these, these boys and, you know, spend this time and, I'm like, man, this is it. This is it. This is the, this is the girl. So I'm, I'm already looking at rings and um, get this custom ring, do this custom, beautiful ring. And uh, we end up looking at a house together and we're going, we're going to buy this house. So we're set up, right? I, I got this vision. Okay. I know I can be the strong man, right? Regardless of what happened, you know, what I saw from my dad and you know, what I got from my mom, I'm going to be different. And in one week, God went, oh, you think so, huh? And he just interjected in a way that only God can. And we had a full price offer on this house that had been on the market for six months, no offers, beautiful house, $760,000 home. At the time in Reno, that was the highest one on the block. Uh, beautiful home. We're like, this is it. This is where we're going to raise our family. This is going to be amazing. The guy was a flipper. I flip. So it was a very easy conversation of like, hey, we get it. Let's just cut through the BS. We got this. So we had this offer in. This is lights out, knockout, full price offer. This is going to be easy. Let's just move on. I got the ring that's getting custom made, right? And the next week we're supposed to be going to Minnesota where her her family was. So I'm like, we're going to get the house. She's going to have the ring. We're going to be with the family. It's going to be freaking amazing, right? All good. Saturday, we get a call. They've rejected your offer. I'm sorry, they they rejected our offer, a full price offer that they haven't, nobody else is putting an offer on this house. They're losing money. I know he's losing money. What, for what? Oh, they want you to pay for the transfer taxes. That's a thousand dollars, Scott, <laughs> on a seven hundred and sixty thousand dollar home. Everybody's oh, winning here, weird. and we're tripping over a thousand dollars, which made me immediately go, "Whoa, we're out." Nope. If somebody's tripping over a thousand, that makes me immediately question everything. There's something that was, else. Yeah. There. What is going yeah. on here? 
I'm out. So that was like, wow, okay, well, that was weird. All right, maybe that's you know not supposed to happen. Okay, that was Saturday. Tuesday, I'm supposed to get the ring, right? Wednesday, I was going to ask her to marry me. Thursday, we're flying off to Minnesota. All right, all right so I got the ring. Tuesday, I'm gonna go, ready to go get the ring. They call me early in the morning. Joel, this has never happened before, but one of the, the diamonds is not fitting into the ring. We have to scrap the whole thing. We have to start over because it's a custom ring. So it was custom cut out. And one of the teeny diamonds, not the big one, the teeny diamond wouldn't set. Just one little teeny one wouldn't set. And they're like, we have to scrap the whole thing. We're not going to have it ready for your engagement. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. We'll, we'll go to, we'll, we'll still go to Minnesota, um, you know, um, because I had already talked to the dad and the mom a little bit about it, but I was going to, I was going to call them and be like, Hey, I'm going to do this tomorrow. You know, well, I'm not doing that tomorrow anymore. So I'm like, okay, I'll be able to talk to him face to face. It's still fine in the sunlight right here in the clouds. I go there, talk to the mom, talk to the dad, tell him about it, you know, show him the mock-up of the ring, yada, yada, get the full blessing from, from dad. Uh, mom, mom was a little weird about it, but still what was good. We get back after a week in Minnesota, I get a phone call from my girlfriend's sister saying mom is mom is uh, locked in her room and she's talking about suicide. You need to talk to her. I need to talk to her. (laughs) What is going on right now? Finally, she answers my call. She acts like nothing's going on. Everything's fine. And she starts rattling on me. You guys aren't meant to be together. I just know it. You guys aren't meant to be together. You guys, you guys don't seem happy together. You boom, 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 boom. Question me and hammering me, you know, and I'm like talking her through this and then I get off and I'm like, what the, this is a one week's time. I went from, I see the vision living in this house. Here's the ring going to the family, everybody being happy to wait a second. And what this did is it caused a domino effect from there on out between uh, my girlfriend and I at the time where all this doubt started coming up and questions and this and that. And she started talking about, you know, maybe we need to separate, spend some time away. And, and then we, you know, we tried doing some couples therapy together. And, and then at the meantime, we're like trying to like balance the kids, right. Of like, well, you know, you don't want to see me, but you know, should we still see the kids? And so we're trying to balance, like seeing the kids and, but we're not good and being able to try to balance that energy. And she eventually ended up buying that house. And that was a huge, like chaotic thing. Cause then my name wasn't on it and it just unraveled, unraveled, unraveled to the point that we decided like, Hey, we need to separate. We need to separate. So this was in uh, 2019. Uh, no, excuse me, 2020. And we're 
we're sitting there, we, we separate a month goes by and I'm just like, no, this, this is my girl. I know there's been a, you know, a bunch of signs, right. From God, just stop, 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 stop. But I'm just, right. I'm going to make this work. Talk about the hard charging, right. 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 Hero syndrome, right. Like knight on shining armor. I, I'm going to make this work. So I drop off some flowers to her, leave a nice little note, right? Saying, hey, you're worth it. Let's make this work. She calls me up and says, I received your flowers. It's important you know that I moved on. I'm done. And I'm like, whoa. She eventually, a week later, says, listen, I started seeing somebody. Like I'm already seeing somebody. And it was the tree guy who came to cut a few branches off from the tree who just randomly asked her out on a date. And she just, they just went on a date together. And so I'm like, gee, Williker, God, <laughs> how many more signs can you, can you give me to tell me that this isn't going to work? So I went in, a, I went in a, a tough spiral. I mean, going from, this is going to be, this is the woman of my dreams. This is it. Here's the ring, everything else to she's moved on, gone. And so this made me get a lot of internal reflection and I'm sitting there going, how did I end up here? And I started going into a lot of internal work. I've done a lot of internal work before. And bring up Mark England, Tuesday Night Live. He, did, he does a thing, Tuesday Night Live. If you guys don't know Mark England, make sure to check him out. The Enlifted Coaching um, method that they have is incredible. And he's sitting there with me, and I'm just wrecked. And I had recently connected the dots of the, the emotions that my girlfriend had and the emotions of my mom, I was seeking them both, these extreme emotions, mm -hmm. right? She could be very extreme, my girlfriend, and my mom was oh, very extreme, right? So I'm talking to Mark and I'm like, you know, and this is, this is usual in relationships, guys. We, we tend to project, you know, they, them, it's their fault. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was saying my mom and the way that she, raised me in the, the physical and the mental abuse. And, you know, she just has such extreme emotions. This is what I'm telling Mark live. There's like 50 other people watching me. And he says, write that down. My mom has extreme emotions. Said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Affirming that. Yeah. She does have extreme emotions. He says, good, good, good. All right. I want you to take out mom and put my extreme emotions. That hit me like a ton of bricks across my face mm -hmm. because for the first time in my life, I stepped back and went, oh, my extreme emotions. I'm emotional. I'm a man who has extreme emotions. I, I didn't know. My dad didn't show me that. I didn't have any other man in my life to be able to show me Hey, to have emotions and to allow those emotions to come, to honor those emotions is something that 
we all should be able to do. So for the first time in my life, I went, whoa. And to tie in Angelo, we're talking about, we're talking about Angelo. I was going through the Alpha Hippie program at the same time. So a lot of reflection going on in there. So I then sat down and realized the only change that's going to happen for me and my future wife and my future kids is healing the relationship that I have with my inner child and my mom. And so I sat down and I took, a, I took three weeks to write this letter to my mom. And I set up a date and a time with my parents, both my mom and dad, and said, hey, I'd like to talk to you on this date. I'd like to sit down with you. And I wrote up this letter. And I read out that letter multiple times. I turned on my camera. I read that letter while recording myself so I could see myself. So I knew when to stop, pause, look at my mom, look at my dad, and continue with reading the letter. And that letter was a love letter to my mom. It also was a moment to be able to stand up for my inner child and to myself by saying, these are the things that I will no longer accept. And the three things, it was it, three things. One, I will no longer accept physical abuse of myself, my children, or my wife, period. Two, I will not accept verbal abuse for myself, for my children, or for my wife. And the final, which I'm sure many men will resonate here, I will no longer engage in politics with you. You are more than welcome to bring it up, but I will not engage. Boom, that's it. And the, the main theme of the entire letter to my mom was, this letter is about healing a relationship with my mother and father. And I kept repeating it. When she got defensive, when she went, mom, the main reason of this letter is to heal my relationship with you and dad and to have an incredible deep relationship. And that was a pivotal point for myself in recognizing I could stand up to myself mm -hmm. and a complete shift with my mom. Because now I had that letter that I was able to leave with my mom. You can read through this. This is yours. And I highly suggest for any man out there that when you are in a situation like that, to write out a letter because people don't interrupt you when you're reading a letter. If it's open form, oh, this is debatable, right? Right. Your mom, your mom or your father, or your brother, whoever can be like, no, 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 hold on. But when you're literally reading something, she didn't interrupt me a single time. When she's usually the one to come in and be like, nope, that's not right. No, that's stupid, right? But I was reading a letter and you get to leave it with them. Go ahead and read it back over. You have my words and my heart on this piece of paper. You can do what you want, 
with it, you throw it away. You can keep it either or you now have it. And that was a huge pivot point for me in my life and my relationship with my mom and my dad has never been better. And there's been times I've had to come back to those three foundational laws that I laid down where my mom will literally start talking about politics. I mean, get her started on COVID. I mean, talk about two opposite ends of the spectrum. And I would just listen to her. And there was times, Scott, where I would sit on the phone for two minutes, dead silence. And I would wait for her to change the subject. <laughs> and she would. You so know, powerful. They moved hard and powerful because I said, I said what I was going to do. You could bring up politics. I'm not going to engage. Okay. That was my promise to myself. So go ahead. You can talk about it. You're not going to get one peep out of me. The amount of strength that you gained probably through this experience um, for yourself, like it's not about strength over people. It's a strength on how you are responding and how you're going to interpret, internalize, externalize all of these events and things. It's, it's, how is it, how is it affected your other parts of your life since going through this? It completely shifted. I went from a victim mindset of even in relationships, right? Even in my relationship with my, my ex-girlfriend of going you and this and where I was able to go internal, I was able to reflect, which helped me massively in, in a, a relationship that came after where she wasn't ready to get into a relationship. And I knew I'd not at one point did I point the finger at her. I just went, okay, then I make the decision. See ya. Right. And I walked right out where before I would think that I need to figure it out or I need to, you know, she, I need to coach her through it. Yet the very first thing I said when we started uh, dating was I'm not your coach. I'm not your therapist and I'm not your savior. You have the strength within you to be all of those things. And if you can't find that strength within you, go find it with someone else because the relationship that we are going to have is going to be of friendship, of love, of, of companionship, those things. And that was me again, being able to stand up to myself, which is a big difference between standing up for myself to myself is being able to say, mm -hmm. you stand strong with yourself. You don't upset me. I upset me. You don't let me down. I let me down. So I will remove myself from this situation and stand up and steady my walk. And that's exactly what I did in this past relationship, which has taught me so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, there's so many lessons to unwrap <laughs> in that, in that experience. Um, I can't even think of like, I would doubt that there is a person in the world who doesn't need to do something similar. And you yeah. and I know both know, and I, I've tried to explain this to people, but it's really hard until you actually walk them through it. But the power of actually writing some things down right. and not writing them down yourself, like you, you need to write them down, but you need to have somebody that's trained 
to mm-hmm. do what Mark did with you. Yeah. Because that's what happened to me. He said, omit this word. I'm like, and read it out loud. And I read it out loud. I'm like, and then, then he goes, let's change it one more. Omit this word. And it was literally, you know, you had one word omission. It took me two or three. And it was like, oh, mind blown. And it's yeah. that simple, but it's not easy. I mean, it, it's, that's it's, right. Yeah. And it, that, that technique, that process, you know, I still talk to people in my life who I know are still struggling. I'm like, I, I just wish you would do this. <laughs> I just wish you would go through this yeah. process because yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it's literally releasing change. And you, you, some of the things you talked about, these are, um, these are like familiar, familial, like chains of, you know, that you're breaking what yeah. I would call curses, like family curses, yeah. family legacies right. passed down mm-hmm. and down and down. And this is something I'm really passionate about for men. Yeah. It's like, just put a, like you put your foot down and do what mm-hmm. you need to do, but you're not gonna be able to do it alone. Typically you need, you need help, but put your foot down, do what you need to do to break those chains, stop making excuses. Because even when we don't think we're making excuses, that story in our head is just lies and a tangle of things that are leading us continually down the wrong road. And guess what? You're just going to continue that chain, that legacy of, you know, blame or that legacy of fighting or that legacy of cutting each other down or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We want to leave good legacies. There's bad Mm -hmm. legacies too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And being able to recognize when you're in the trauma loop, right? I call it the trauma loop. You can call it whatever patterns, whatever the case is. You know, we tend to like, Hey, my dad, you know, was abusive to me. I'm never going to hit my kids. <laughs> you're still staying in the, in the same loop, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, it's a reactive on the opposite side. Now it's a good thing, right? Don't hit your kids. Yet when it comes to trauma, trauma loops, like there has to be this moment of really uncomfortableness. And a lot of the times we don't want to face that. We don't want to recognize that fear, doubt, insecurity, anxiety, depression. Those are our friends too, because they're, they're our greatest teachers. We want to push them away. And when you push something, you create pressure, right? When you pull something, you bring it closer. And being able to recognize that when I need to break a chain, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yet I'm going to invite fear in. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to sit long enough with fear that I know its name and I can put my arm around its shoulder and go, Hey, you belong here too. And when we do that and we empower ourselves to be able to recognize that fear is not our enemy, right? That fear actually is our greatest teacher and getting ourselves in that uncomfortable. That's where we can start breaking the chain. Yeah. Yet we want to stay in that loop and just make a teeny little change right? You got to do a teeny little change. Oh, that feels so much better. But then you come back down to the bottom of that loop where you're like, oh, damn, here I am again with my relationship, with my work, with my body, with my diet. Oh, well, I'll make this one little change again. Okay. That didn't work, but I'll do this. And then you start feeling just a little bit better. And then you get to the top of the loop and you're like, yes, see. And then, oh, wait a second. I'm still in a loop because that's what a loop does. It goes round and round and round. And until we're willing to interject, cut that loop, Take in the constriction, feel the tension, have a coach or somebody there to walk us through that. Then we can find the true expansion. Well, and 
I mean, this is, there's, yes, a hundred percent. Yes. And you, you mentioned it. This is actually the answer to your physical health. This yes. is the answer to your mental health, your yes. emotional health, your relational yes. health, your financial health. Like this is the key. It is yes. the key. It takes some work and it takes help, but it is literally the key. People are like, no, 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 no. It's just, I just need to eat. I'm like, no, no, you, you need to, there is so much more than eating right. Mm-hmm. There is things between these, this area right here. Yeah, that's right. Which is 100% controlling this cycle that you're in. And yes, you, you made this one little change. That's great. But yeah. you were right. They're still in that loop. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's just, I've seen it in my own life and mm-hmm. I'm 48. I mean, I've seen it and it's taken me many years to yeah. identify and you still, it's still with intentional daily practice, those loops still come back and it's never ending. And I, and everybody who's ever listened to me knows that I am a massive fan of the, like the whole bison story. They run into the storm because they face it head on and they're going to run straight through it. It's going to pelt them. It's going to suck. But on the other side of that is clear skies. Yes. And, and, but what, what do we do? We kind of like, run with it like a cow and we're like running with it like oh my gosh you know here it comes and then we stay in it for so long and we might change our trajectory a little bit i'm going to go a little bit to the right yeah. maybe that'll help yeah, but we yeah, keep yeah. doing the same thing and we're That's just right. pelted and pelted and we're just living in this cycle of storms That's when right. when the the path to freedom is it's time to f- fiercely face and dive into your fears and your anxieties and your all these things that you're talking about. So yeah. Uh, yeah. it's been all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So love it. Yeah. Brother, thank you so much for sharing that story. It's incredible. I think, a, I, man, if, if, if somebody doesn't relate to even just like one snippet of that, they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh gosh, man. Right. Yeah. yeah would, that's hitting it all. Yeah. It really is relationships with parents, mm-hmm. relationships with people. Um, I mean, you, you went into the thing about the mother and the way I immediately, when you're talking about how she was locked herself in the room, I immediately went into, oh, she's controlling. She's got her own psychological, uh, emotional, mental issues. And I went into the blame game too. Mm -hmm. And is the truth, is it the truth? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. But, but again, it's, it's that, um, you know, I think the best way to, to look at these things is these circumstances aren't happening to me. They're happening for me. That's right. Yeah. But that takes a lot of work to figure that one out. And that was, that was my greatest teacher of that entire thing. And, you know, I work with people, I work again, I work with a lot of hard chargers. And one of the greatest things I can get anybody to is awareness, right? Because truly life is the greatest teacher. We need to go live it. Mm Mm-hmm. And if we're aware of what's happening, we're going to learn real quick because most guys I talk to and go, yeah, you see this to this. Oh yeah, no, I got it. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's ask a few more questions and we're going to dig because you only want to stay up here, but we're going to dig just a couple more, just two more whys, two more whys. And we get down to, oh, wow. Yeah. I need to quit my job today. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do right? (laughs) And bringing awareness, because again, 
when we're hard charging, we got what's in front of us. Boom. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's take time to slow down and take a 45 minute walk with nothing, no phone, no dogs, no kids, no wife, just you. Right. I ask a lot of the times, Hey, if I asked you to sit down, eat your meal for 30 minutes with nothing, nothing around, no television, no laptop, no phone. How does that make you feel right out the gate? Nine times out of 10, anxious. What? No. Why, why would I do that? Right? We're not giving ourselves the space to oh, be able to find the awareness. It's so beautiful. I mean, yeah. that was part of my growth. Like, uh, you know, I do a walk. I do a very, very, I do a gratitude walk. Um, and I have time with God every morning. It's 45 minutes, no technology. Mm. My dog is with me. My dog is an off-leash dog. So he's just out doing his yeah, thing. Doing I his don't thing. even have to pay attention. But um, I had this I had this habit for quite a while of doing that same walk by myself, no technology, no dog, no nothing, no mm. interruptions. And the, the things that happen in your mind mm-hmm. are earth shattering. They yeah. are the answer to moving forward stillness and quietness cannot be your enemy. It yes. is your best friend. And, it, and I will do these things intentionally to get away from everything. And yeah, it's uncomfortable, yeah. but it takes practice. And if I would recommend anybody who's struggling with it, get a coach, but also just read um, the comfort crisis. Great book, the ebook or the audio version's mm. Awesome. He talks a mm. lot about just living in silence um, through a story of his own, which is really unique and fun. And it deals with a lot of these things, but not at this level. And to get it at this level, you've got to have somebody who can guide you through it. Um, speaking of hard things, you're like an ultra marathoner. Uh, you do fasting. Yeah. You uh, <laughs> you you keep you do things sim- with simplicity. I just did a TikTok today. I posted yeah. me doing pull ups, um, ring dips, and push ups. I'm like, you don't have to be extreme with your workout. Just no. do it. Yeah. Do hard things and embrace them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, repetition is the mother of all skill, right? Uh, And a lot of, a lot of us struggle with the consistency. Like I dare a lot of guys out there go, cool, come do my work with me for one month. Do what I do for one month. Life changing. Consistency, just the consistency. It doesn't, I do 30 minute workouts, right? I, I went from hardcore crossfit CrossFit. slamming crushing my body to wait a second 30 minute workouts wait a second it's actually my food wait a second fasting you know and the 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 more that i focused on the other aspects the better my body responded and and then i just got to the point of testing my body more and more i'm like wait a second what if I did 34 miles in ketosis? All these runners like, you can't do that. You're going to die. It's it's irresponsible. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Watch me. Right. 34 miles in ketosis. Right. I I did. I do three day fast quite often. And I had a crossfitter go. Yeah. See, I can't do, I can't do fast because it'll totally ruin my performance, my power. Oh, really? At the end of my three day fast, I went over, loaded the bar up with 405, deadlifted 405 off the bar. Hadn't touched a bar in, in almost two years. It's insane. I have a very similar process. I have a, a quite the morning routine, but the end of it is 30 minutes in my gym. And it's literally 
dumbbells. I'll do a kettlebell day, do like kettlebell imams or kettlebell Tabata. I keep it so simple, Yes. but I, I jumped up and I do, I do pull-ups every day, but it's the consistency. It's the, just doing these mm-hmm. things every, I do it four to five days a week, usually six mm-hmm. um, in the gym for 30 minutes, guys, 30, it's not three hours. So it's, you just keep it easy. And then once that was good, I'm like, okay, I'm still not losing weight. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing 45 minute walk. I'm doing 30 minutes in the gym. I do long walks with my wife, wife on the weekend. I do rocks. I go mountain biking, like what's going on. Then I applied that exact same mentality to food. And yes. then I applied that exact same mentality to no sugar. Then I just said, okay, wait, my body, I feel good with a lot of meat and very little other things. Like yes. I'll eat some veggies and, and cheese. I live on meat, cheese, and some veggies. Yes. And I'm monitoring everything and everything is coming, but it's, it's just the consistency. It doesn't have to be complicated and don't mm. listen to other people's BS. Ugh. Find what works for you and just freaking do it. That's it. Stop jumping to... Yeah, if you don't want to do keto, do it for a month and do it right. Yep. If you don't feel good, there's a problem. If you want to do fasting, try it. Your everybody's body's different. That's Find right. what works and just yep. freaking put away the excuses and do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and and it, to you, to your point, Scott, like, yes, go do it and then just go, hey, what if I just keep going? What if I just keep going? Instead of like I need to change all these things all the time because I got to look for the newest thing, right? We get so much information overload, so much information overload. It's like, no, no, no. It's actually quite simple. It it is quite simple. Yet, are you giving yourself the space to apply the consistency of X, Y, Z? Joel, I think people need to hear about how to get a hold of you. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's a no-brainer. Um, I know you do a podcast, your coach, yep. Yep. uh, I know you it's proclivity proclivity.co is the website they can find Correct. guys. Yep. You will find all this stuff in the, in the show notes, like always, but, um, you know, like give us a, give us a little rundown. Yeah, and then, totally. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, proclivity.co is, is my business. Um, I have an incredible partner. Um, her name's Emily Rodella. She is lights out the best nutrition coach there is on the planet. Um, I don't say that lightly. Uh, she is incredibly passionate about what she does because she went through the freaking ringer when all the other doctors were saying, you have an autoimmune disease and you need to take all these drugs. She said, psych, I'm going to heal myself through food. And she did so. And again, like I said earlier, um, in the, in the show, Life is your greatest teacher. Go live it. And she did so. And through that, she learned an incredible amount of information. And her and I came together to create a business unlike any other nutrition program out there. We combined all the stuff I was talking about in terms of life coaching, language, identity work with simple habitual nutritional and digestive habits to be able to create something that sticks because guys, listen, listen, you don't change the identity. Whatever you put on it is not going to stick. 
Right. You're going to eventually fall back to the same identity before. Do whatever program you want. But if the identity doesn't change, you don't believe. You actually go, I'm not the fat kid in the candy store. I'm, I'm this. Then nothing's going to change. And so we create, we create this program. It's a 12-week program. We do it, uh, we do it as, as a group. It, head to our page, proclivity.co. You'll see a ton of testimonials, um, videos of people going, man, this changed my life. Not just, okay, I'm eating better. But I started my business for the first time in 25 years. I always wanted to start a business. I started my business. Mm-hmm. You know, I I had a terrible relationship with my husband for X amount of time. And now all of a sudden our relationship is better. Health and wellness includes all of the things. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We incorporate that in into proclivity. And uh I, I couldn't be happier. I'm so blessed by God to to have the opportunity to be able to help people every day. And is a passion of mine and we would love to hear from you if you ever have any questions check it out check us out proclivity.co check out our podcast we give all of our secrets away on our podcast we hold nothing back that's my favorite part that's my favorite part that's the that's amazing and i i'm encouraging people just like go check it out i think the testimonials are the way those those aren't fabricated you can't fabricate you know that kind of stuff so you you, you it's it's such a powerful tool to understand what is what somebody's offering. So go check out those testimonials. Joel, thank you so for, so much for being a guest. Scott, thanks. Appreciate you. Thanks everybody for uh, tuning in, listening to this amazing story that Joel sto- uh, told us. And uh, just go to brotherhoodfatherhood.com slash events. Get in that tr- trip before, <laughs> before, before it sells out. There is six months, zero interest financing on there. So like that should not be an issue. Um, and we can't wait to see you. We're just going to spend time. We're going to learn. We're going to love, we're going to challenge. And, uh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Joel will be there. So (laughs) you're speaking my language, man, guns, guns, meat and the outdoors. Come on. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, thank you again and everybody have an amazing day and make sure you, you subscribe to the podcast because that helps everything, everything, everything. Thank you for listening to the brotherhood of fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.